Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Tuesday, February 20th. I'm Jonathan All. Missouri Republicans have descended into bitter factionalism in the legislature and in the 2024 primary season. But GOP leaders aren't worried that the disunity over the next few months will hurt their party's general election chances. We will keep all statewide offices Republican. We will keep the supermajority in the House and the Senate. And we are on a roll in Missouri. Coming up on The Gateway, St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum gets the pulse of Missouri Republicans at their Lincoln Days gathering. Yesterday, the Jackson County Legislature started the process of crafting gun policy recommendations following last week's mass shooting in Kansas City. Salisa Kalakal has more. The legislature opened its doors to hear from Kansas City residents who have personally experienced gun violence. Patricia Hernandez says her niece and nephew were at the chief's rally when gunfire broke out near Union Station. And she says Lisa Lopez Galvin, a local radio DJ who was killed, was a close family friend. The pain inflicted by gun violence persists with Lisa's recent tragedy and underscoring that our community, my Hispanic community, remains ensnarled in this cycle. The legislature plans to hold weekly meetings to explore what gun reforms they can pass locally and send their demands for larger policy changes to Missouri lawmakers. I'm Salisa Kalakal. A U.S. Navy veteran who previously served as Boone County's clerk is entering the Republican primary race to succeed retiring Congressman Blaine Luchtemeyer. Taylor Burke says he will run for Missouri's 3rd Congressional District seat, which includes portions of St. Charles, Jefferson, Callaway, and Boone counties. He says it's vital that someone with military experience represent the district, which is home to thousands of veterans. Burks also says his time in the Navy will be crucial if he's asked to vote on military aid packages to countries like Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan. That doesn't mean I'm all for spending billions of dollars in places that don't make us more secure, but I also know that there are places we need to spend money to make this country safer for the future. Burks joins former State Senator Bob Onder of St. Charles County and State Senator Mary Elizabeth Coleman of Arnold in the primary to succeed Luke DeMeyer. A local organization is calling on volunteers to track the winter flowers of a native plant. St. Louis Public Radio's Kate Grumke reports on the new witch hazel hunt. Ellen Solser is walking towards shrubs as snow falls in Tower Grove Park. Right now we're approaching the plants in question. My absolute favorite. Solser is the volunteer coordinator for Forest Relief of Missouri. The organization is launching a new initiative this year to study the timing of local witch hazel's bloom. Because its blooms are triggered by a sudden rise in temperature, usually in the spring, um, uh, it is something that can potentially offer us a lot of insight into shifting patterns in weather. Solzer hopes this effort to collect data will also give citizen scientists a new way to connect with nature in the winter. I'm Kate Grumke. St. Louis Public Radio. The federal government has sent out letters to governors of 44 states this month, including Missouri and Illinois, calling for them to improve efficiency on food assistance applications. Side Effects Public Media's Natalie Krebs reports. The letters are from USDA Secretary Tom Vilsack. They are regarding applications for benefits under the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, or SNAP. 
They were sent out to states that are making too many payment errors and not processing enough applications in a timely manner, according to federal standards. Alicia Hugelay is with the think tank Center on Budget and Policy Priorities. She says most states are still trying to get their programs on track due to the COVID-19 pandemic. I think this letter is really trying to get a message to states that, hey, we recognize you did a great job during the pandemic, you kept benefits going, and we now have to figure out how to get to back to normal order and normal operations. In the letters, the USDA offers states resources and assistance to improve their SNAP metrics. Natalie Krebs, Side Effects Public Media. Illinois lawmakers are back in Springfield today with some potential fireworks over spending on the horizon. Alex Stegman reports. The long march toward next month's primary election continues. Much of lawmakers' time has been spent so far introducing bills and preparing for post-election work. They spend significantly more time at the Capitol starting in March. This month, the focus is Governor J.B. Pritzker's annual State of the State and Budget Address, happening tomorrow at noon. Expect some major policy disagreements to surface. The governor's Office of Management and Budget predicted a deficit next year as education, pension, and other costs continue to rise. I'm Alex Stegman. Missouri Republicans are bracing for a crowded primary season and some sharp divisions over the party's future. While some GOP leaders want to see unity ahead of the general election cycle, St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports that feisty intraparty battles may be part of the new normal in GOP-dominated Missouri. When Governor Mike Parson took the stage for the final time as chief executive at Missouri Republican Party Lincoln Days in Kansas City last weekend, he took some time to list out what he felt were accomplishments during his tenure. That included signing legislation that banned most abortions and passing several tax cuts. Parson wouldn't have been able to do any of these things without his party's resounding success in statewide and legislative races. But Parson alluded to how big electoral success also brings big political divisions. I'm telling you, Republicans to stay united, we will win the, we will win the governorship. We will win it. But we don't have to destroy one another to win. It's unclear whether GOP candidates for statewide and state legislative posts will take Parson's advice. Republicans are participating in crowded and at times bitter statewide primaries including a gubernatorial contest where Lieutenant Governor Mike Kehoe, Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft, and Senator Bill Eigel are raising millions of dollars to potentially attack each other throughout the next few months. At a Lincoln Days candidate forum, Eigel blasted Parson and the GOP-controlled legislature for overspending and supporting a gas tax hike. All of that's going to change when we start kicking over the apple carts of the special few that have benefited from all this government spending over the past five years. The reckoning is coming, folks. It's happening in just a few months. It's not just elections. Republicans in Jefferson City have descended into bitter factionalism, with a group of more conservative lawmakers agitating against GOP leadership. Observers like St. Louis County Councilman Dennis Hancock says this is a consequence of the state having lots of legislative districts where winning the primary is tantamount to election. I look back to, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s, when the Republican Party was beginning to take over the state. And you had moderate, middle-of-the-road people running in primaries because you had to get elected that way and uh, attract people from both parties to get there. 
Not everybody at Lincoln Days is concerned about the bolstered factionalism. Michael Chance, a St. Louis County committee man, says it makes total sense that Republicans running for powerful statewide posts would try to contrast with their opponents on issues. Having healthy debates on issues is a good thing. Um, having you know, primaries where it's simply one personal attack after another is not. With Republicans dominant in rural counties and conservative suburbs, State Representative Cherie Tolson-Reich of Hallsville says she isn't worried about GOP backsliding this fall. We are a red state, even though we have a couple of blue uh, areas, but we will keep all statewide offices Republican. We will keep the supermajority in the House and the Senate, and we are on a roll in Missouri. Republican unity could be critical for candidates like U.S. Senator Josh Hawley, who is running in what he expects to be an expensive campaign. He sees GOP divisions as a positive development of a growing party. I think it speaks to the depth of our bench. I mean, the Republican Party in this state is strong and getting stronger. Doesn't appear to be the same. Uh, the same doesn't appear to be true for our Democrat friends uh, in this state. So, uh, you know, I think I think it's good. Whether Republicans can move past hard feelings after the August 6th primary could be a big factor on if GOP dominance of state politics continues for another election cycle. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a member-supported service of the University of Missouri, St. Louis. Theme music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. Today is the birthday of Charles Kynard. The jazz, soul, and R&B organist was born in 1933 in St. Louis. He died in 1979, but is still reeling with the feeling. We'll listen to some of that track on our way out today. I'm Jonathan All, and from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.